Then Jesus was led into the desert by the Spirit to be tempted by the devil. In the name of Jesus. Amen. After his baptism, Jesus goes into temptation. God the Son led into the desert by God the Spirit to be tempted by the devil. Jesus takes on the tempter. God tempts no one. The devil does. And we encounter temptation every day. The inner desire to sin. The devil entices our flesh after to go after what our flesh wants. The world lures us too with seductive, sinful vices. Someone is tempted when he's led away by his own sinful desires, James tells us. And this is why Jesus teaches us to pray daily, lead us not into temptation. Every day, we take up the sixth petition as a defense against temptation. For we pray in this petition that God would guard and keep us so that the devil, the world, and our sinful nature may not deceive us or mislead us into false belief, despair, or other great shame and vice. Although we are attacked by these things, we pray that we may finally overcome them and win the victory. Our Heavenly Father hears and answers that prayer. He hears all prayers because of his mercy in Jesus. But Matthew 4 shows us that this is especially so when it comes to the sixth petition. Lead us not into temptation is answered in Jesus. And we can thank God that lead us not into temptation is answered in Jesus. We need him to answer it that way because the tempter comes after us all. Every day he comes. The devil tempts us with our heart's desire. Whatever we want, whatever he knows, we'll like. He's very tricky that way. He's master of a thousand arts of deception and temptation. He tempted Jesus with food when Jesus was hungry. If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. The devil tempted Jesus to come down from the cross when he was suffering. If you are the Son of God, come down from the cross. He tempted Eve in the same way, with what she wanted. And so it was that when she saw that it was pleasant to the eyes and desirable to make one wise, she took and ate. He tempts us the same way. The devil doesn't waste time tempting us with something we don't want. He may tempt you to waste, steal your own time or the time of others. But really, money, sex, power, popularity, whatever it is, he'll entice you with that. And our flesh sides with him, with the world too. We aren't neutral. We're born 
as allies of the world, citizens in the domain of darkness, under the power of the devil. And so the prayer for new and contrite hearts is always appropriate. We need God the Father to rule our hearts by his Holy Spirit. We need him to transport us into the kingdom of his beloved Son. The devil will also delude us into thinking that we can cover all this up. And our flesh gives into that delusion. Adam and Eve thought they could cover up their sin, their shame, with fig leaves. They thought they could hide from Christ, the creator of the universe, behind a couple of trees. We're no better. We think no one knows our sins or even our temptations. And we really don't want to think about the fact that God does not only see our sins, but he knows the intentions, the temptations, the desires within our hearts. And through his word, he wants to make clear what he does see in our hearts and consciences. He sees sin and death. Don't believe the devil's lie that you overcome temptation. Temptation will never end this side of glory. The life of a baptized believer is a battle where the desires of the flesh are against the spirit and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. These are opposed to each other to keep you from doing what you want, as Paul says in Galatians 5. And this is exactly why we need Jesus. This is why it's comforting for us who struggle and endure temptation that lead us not into temptation is answered in Jesus. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6, uh, Paul lists a lot of things uh, that show his value and worth to the Corinthians, along with the value and worth of all of the ministers of Christ. And one of the things he lists off at that time is the weapons of righteousness for the right and left hands. But it's not just ministers who have these weapons for the right and left hand. Because all Christians receive the whole armor of God. And so all Christians have the weapons of righteousness for the right and left hands. Especially so in times of temptation. When it comes to righteousness, Jesus is the Lord our righteousness, as Jeremiah prophesies in chapter 23. Jesus is our righteousness in the midst of temptation because he also went through temptation. He beat the tempter. Get behind me, Satan. As Hebrews tells us today, he was tempted in every way that we are, yet without sin. And Jesus gives us his righteousness. 
Everyone who is baptized into Christ has been clothed with Christ. That's what Paul says. We are clothed with Christ's righteousness. And for all of the times that we give into temptation, Jesus never did. And besides that, he's taken on as his own the times we do, taken on as his own our sins. The Father made Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin for us, so that in him we would become the righteousness of God, Paul says. In Jesus, the righteousness of God, in him by faith, in him by baptism. And Jesus is the one who arms us for the fight. He gives us the weapons for the right and left hands, weapons for offense and weapons for defense. They're his weapons. And so it is he is the one fighting for us in these weapons. Jesus arms us with the sixth petition. Lead us not into temptation. That petition is our daily shield and defense. And the Lord answers that prayer. But there are weapons that fight back. You're not expected to fight on your own. The Lord provides the way of escape. Jesus arms us with his word and with all the ways that that word is delivered to us. His word sends the devil packing. Jesus' baptism rescues from the devil. Jesus' keys of the kingdom, his absolution, lock the gates of hell. The gates of hell cannot prevail against his word. And his sermons, his Bible, each in their own way, are the sword of the Spirit. Jesus destroys his enemies with the rod of his mouth, the psalmist says. And Jesus' supper sustains us in the fight. It unites us with him and he with us. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I in him. And I will resurrect him on the last day. His supper is for the forgiveness of your sins. Lead us not into temptation is answered in Jesus. You need it to be. The devil comes daily and much to tempt you. The world does too. And your flesh wants what they offer. Who will deliver you from this body of death? Jesus does. Jesus has. And Jesus will. You're not left on your own. Jesus doesn't expect you to win. He is the one who gives the weapons of righteousness for the right and left hands. You've got the sixth petition, of course. His Father hears that prayer answers that prayer. He's our Heavenly Father, adopted so in holy baptism. And the Father doesn't just 
answer the sixth petition by fiat, by almighty power. He gives us the means of answering that prayer. He gives us his word. He gives his gifts. Baptism, absolution, gospel sermons, and the supper of his son's body and blood. The prayer, the fifth petition, is answered in Matthew 4, Jesus enduring temptation, sin-free. The Father answers that prayer when you ask him to. He answers that prayer also in his word and gifts. Stop trying to ignore temptation, pray it away, cover it up. Certainly stop satisfying it. Whatever other tricks we try to endure within it. It's not solved and answered by you. Lead us not into temptation is answered in Jesus, in his word and gifts too. In the name of Jesus.